Do you struggle with patience? Do you find it hard to wait on things that are important? Well, in this video, I'm gonna talk about four ways you can become more patient. And if you're watching me for the very first time, my name is Josh Rezzi, also known as Coach Josh, and my goal is to help you make sense of your life. And after watching this video, this is your first time, you're like, man, I like this guy's vibe. Go ahead and subscribe. I would love to be your coach here online. But for those who's been watching and been rocking with me for a mighty long time, I want to say thank you so much um, for watching my videos, for being subscribed. I kind of an honor um, that God will utilize me as a vessel to, to help you guys navigate uh, this journey called life. And I thank you so much for y'all support continuously. And as everyone is coming in, make sure you like, comment, share. For those who's watching me live, get into the comments and let's dialogue and engage because today we're gonna be really talking about going into depths of how we can become more patient because with anything in life, we have to be more patient. Let's get right into my notes. I'm gonna go ahead and pull my notes up real quick. Come on in. Hey, hey, come on in. Yes, man. So for those who's watching me live right now, come on in. The verse that we're going to go in right now is coming from Proverbs 19, 2 through 3. The word of God says, desire without knowledge is not good. And whoever makes haste with his feet misses his way. When a man's folly brings his way to ruin, his heart rages against the Lord. This verse right here is paramount for us to process because, and let's break it down uh, point by point. It says desire without knowledge. No problem. Desire without knowledge is not good. A lot of us are desiring things, but we don't have the wisdom for that thing. Many of us are desiring this place in life. Some people are desiring marriage. Some people are impulsively or impatiently desiring success. But just because you have desire doesn't mean you are disciplined enough or prudent enough to steward that thing. And as I was reading this text today, it really hit home and God gave me a plethora of notes that I think will benefit us all. And so this description, we're gonna break down um, some more of these points a little bit later, but let's get right to my first slide right here. How to become more patient. Let's get to my main thought. My main thought is this, waiting is hard, but waiting is necessary. Waiting is hard, but waiting is necessary. It's better to wait than to wish you had. The main thought for our discussion today is that waiting is hard, and trust me, I understand, but waiting is necessary. It is better to wait than to wish you had. And here are some few questions that I want us to really think about as we go through this lesson. The question is this, why are you in a hurry? Why do you want it now? Why do you want it so bad? What are the required discipline for what you desire? So as we go through some of these points, I want you to think about these different questions so that you can really examine your own heart and ask yourself, am I struggling with waiting? Am I struggling with, with, with really processing um, the path or the way God has in our life? Let's get to some more points. The problem is this. Many individuals are pursuing things they are not prepared for. The problem is when it comes to patience that many individuals are pursuing things they are not prepared for. Their zeal is not balanced by wisdom. Many individuals are pursuing things they are not prepared for. Their zeal is not balanced by wisdom. Many have moved away from God due to being mad at him for not moving for them sooner. And I have another problem is that many people don't understand is that hope deferred makes the heart. So let's bring back the verse again so we can really talk about uh, people who get upset with God. The verse says desire without knowledge is not good. That's self-explanatory. That just because you have a desire for a thing doesn't mean that you are developed enough to manage that thing. And it says, and whoever makes haste with his or her feet misses his way. There's a way, the Bible says, that seemeth right to, the, to a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. So what he's saying here, there is a way that seems right to us, but there is the way that God has for us. And we miss our way, the way that was designed for us to go. 
And for those individuals who makes haste, they're too eager, too aggressive, too impulsive. They miss the way that God created for them. Verse three says, but when a man's folly brings him his way to ruin, his heart raised against the Lord. And that goes with my promise that some people, they get mad at God due to their own fault. Let's keep going for time's sake. The problem again is this. Many individuals are pursuing things they are not prepared for. Their zeal is not balanced by wisdom. Their zeal is not balanced by wisdom. If you look at our generation now, we are very zealous. We are very uh, uh, aggressive, ambitious. We are goal getters now. But a lot of us, we want things prematurely due to the entitlement of our generation, due to us having so much. Now, I grew up in an era where there wasn't a lot of access. I still remember the beeper. I still remember the payphone. I still remember um, the house phone. I still remember dial-up internet. But this generation behind or within the bottom portion of my generation as far as millennials and be and beneath that those generations are individuals who grew up in the midst of convenience they grew up in the midst of 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 social media of internet of of, of for some people uh, uh postmates and, and and just don't have to do anything amazon prime and so what oftentimes happens is that there's a lot of zeal because we see the fruit of success, but many of us haven't really lived long enough to see the sustainability of success, right? And so the issue is a lot of people have a lot of zeal, but they don't have the wisdom to back it up. Let's keep going. It says many individuals are pursuing things they are not prepared for. Their zeal is not balanced by wisdom. Many have moved away from God due to being mad at him for not moving for them sooner. See, God has an original uh, uh, time frame for everyone and everything. Um, God is not just into, into just delivering things in your life just to deliver it. He's looking for developed individuals. He's looking for mature individuals. He's looking for people who can actually steward what he wants to supply us. And that's why I tell people, don't petition things from God if you know you're not prepared for those things. Instead of praying for those things, prepare for those things. And some of us, we petition, we petition, we petition, and we pray for things that we are not even utilizing that time instead to prepare for those things. But people get mad at God because they say, well, God is not moving fast enough. So they then begin to move away from him due to impatience. Listen, God is not going to budge uh, based upon your tears. You can cry days and nights. You can do all these different things and God is not going to budge. God is not going to budge one step beyond his character and his timing. And until you understand that things work together for the good to those who are who love God and are called according to his purpose. And when people begin to recognize that God will supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory. We know God got the riches, but most of us don't want to do things for his glory. And his timing is connected to his glory. His, 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 his uh, plans is attached to his glory. Let's keep going. Many individuals are pursuing things they are not prepared for. Their zeal is not balanced by wisdom. Let's keep going. Many have moved away from God due to being mad at him for not moving for them sooner. We know the scripture, hope deferred makes the heart sick. The devil loves to use hope as dope. He yell, he loves to get people's hope in things that move so that when he moves the marker, he moves the goalpost, then nobody scores. If people keep moving, if you allow society or your hope to continuously be moved further and further back, eventually you're going to get sick in the process. And that's the um, dangers of impatience. Impatience will have you pursue things. And even if you do acquire those things, you still become sick because that thing was not able to sustain. Let's keep going. 
Next slide. Patience is a must with God. Patience is a must with God. It takes time to gain knowledge and wisdom. It is important for us to understand that. It takes time. It takes time to gain knowledge and wisdom. The issue is we see the end versus seeing the process. We send, we see the results of success, but not the uh, work ethic of success. So it takes time to gain knowledge and wisdom. Like life has a way of giving lessons. And unfortunately, many of us, we tap out because we want things uh, uh, right now that we don't actually become the person we need. Let's keep going. Many quote unquote Christians will be falsely mad at God due to their own hopes being deferred. So many people are upset with God. They move away from God because they own hopes was deferred that you hoping for, for this relationship to work and it's deferred. You're hoping for this success to pop off immediately and it's deferred. But it wasn't it wasn't that it was deferred. It was just within its in its original duration. Most of the things we get upset about, we don't understand its duration, its process. And so we get mad at God and we think it's being deferred. No, that is its full duration. Some things take time and we have to understand that. But many people falsely get mad at God due to their own hopes being deferred. Next point. Measure everything you desire. Let's make it bigger for those. Uh, measure everything you desire by your ability to manage it. Here's some points on patience real quick. Measure everything you desire by your ability to manage it. That's that's self-explanatory. You have everything that you want to have in life. Measure it based upon your ability to manage it. Are you willing to endure the maintenance of marriage? Are you willing to endure the pains of ministry? Are you willing to endure the ebbs and flows of money? Are you willing to endure it? Before you endeavor to acquire a thing or inspire to pursue a thing, ask yourself first, am I able to manage that thing? Measure everything you desire by your ability to manage. Next point. God has a certain sometimes custom time frame from, for everyone and everything. That is essential. God has a certain sometimes custom time frame for everyone and everything. That is important to understand. Only the mind of God can understand the appropriate time for a thing. And for everything, spring, summer, fall, winter, um, um, relationship time frames, friendship time frames, ministry time frames. God has a particular time frame for everything. And we as individuals have to trust that 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 work of patience as she performs her work in us. So we have to understand that God, if we truly want to desire the things of God, if we truly want the things of God, if we truly uh, uh, want to be used by him, we have to honor the time frame. That's why people don't want to follow God because they, they God is like molasses. God doesn't run. He walks. God takes his time because he's above time. God's unaffected by time, but God's timing is perfect. And those who want the perfect outcomes that God has laid on the way of each of our lives, then we must say, God, I, I'm going to enjoy you where I am. I'm going to be patient because I'm going to allow patience to have her perfect work so that I can be complete, whole, lacking in nothing. Let's continue. Next point here. It is imperative that we work our turn while we wait our turn. That's powerful. It is imperative that we work our turn while we wait our turn. Now, what does that mean? That we got st it's our turn right now. Most of us were waiting for the assignment of tomorrow, but we haven't even touched the assignment of today. God is a God of decency and an order. 
And, or, and while you're waiting on your timing, while you're waiting on your season, while you're in the process of waiting, work while you're waiting, right? Turn, I heard a good friend of mine say, turn your waiting room into a working room, right? And it's imperative that we do that. But, but we got to work our turn. What is it that God wants you to do right now? Work that until your time comes. Because in working where you are, you begin to work out the things that are not up to par for you to actually endure with and, and, to, and to be successful with. So many of us, we're doing nothing. We're wasting time. We're not even maximizing on the assignment now. Think about it. Before God gave Adam Eve, God gave Adam an assignment. Before you get an assistant, before you get an addition, God gives you an assignment. And that's imperative because it's in the assignment that you learn how to manage the addition. Look at it. What did God tell Adam to do? God told Adam to name the animals. God told Adam to name the animals. And then when he met his wife, what did he begin to name her? If he didn't have the proper process of naming animals and be, being and becoming um, 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 accustomed them to, to a part of that assignment, then would, would he have properly named his wife? Now, I know that's just, you know, metaphorically in a way I'm connecting the two, but it's paramount. What you do right now will help you manage tomorrow. Desire without discipline leads you nowhere. That we must prepare ourselves to turn our desires into disciplines. Let's keep going. It is imperative that we work our turn. What has God given you the turn to do? What has God given you the opportunity to do? We must work that now. Instead of ignoring the assignment now, we have to become acclimated, uh, uh, acclimated to the assignment now so that we can advance and be ready for the next assignment. Let's go to the next point. Feelings must follow facts. Feelings must follow facts and must be stabilized by faith in God. The issue is most people allow their facts to come after feelings have been felt. That's backwards. We have to allow our feelings to follow facts. Before I feel something about a thing, let me check, let me fact check that thing. Before I get feelings for a person, before I get feelings or excitement about a thing, let me fact check it. And also I have to allow my feelings to be stabilized by faith in God. So that even though you may see your friend getting blessed, even though you may see everybody else progressing, you won't allow your feelings to, uh, to, to rise or cause you to be impulsive or impatient because you have faith in God. You know, if it's not your turn now, your turn will come. And those who understand that will allow their feelings to be stabilized versus allowing their feelings to cause them to be mobilized into living a life of lies, right? And so it is important that we allow uh, um, our feelings to be fact-checked. That's why the Bible says, be angry, but sin not. And you can also put some other emotions, be sad and sin not, be happy and sin not. A lot of sins occur after happiness. So we have to make sure that we process our emotions, fact check them or allow them to be stabilized in faith in God. And so that we won't leave God or abandon God because things didn't happen immediately or things are taking a long time to occur. Let's keep going. Let me know in the chats if y'all learning something. I hope this, this snippet right here is a blessing to you all. Now, why are people or why people are impatient? Let's talk about why people are impatient real quickly. Number one, instant gratification and entitlement. <clears throat> Excuse me. One of the reasons why people are impatient. Give me one second. One of the reasons why people are impatient is because they are so used to instant gratification. 
We as a culture have become impatient because everything is on demand. Everything is instant. Everything is quick. And, and, and the thing is, the enemy wants to speed <clears throat> up society because he knows if society goes at the speed of instant gratification, then there won't be any growth. Right. So when we get so caught up on instant gratification that I have to have it now, <clears throat> we become um, naive or ignorant to the things necessary for the thing. So you can go out there without God and get a husband. You can go out there without God and get a wife. You can go out there without God and make money. You can do a lot of things without God, but it won't it won't it won't satisfy. It may gratify, but it won't satisfy. Right. And so you may gain it, but you won't be able to sustain it. I don't just want to be a go-getter. I want to be a go-keeper. I don't just want to be a go-getter where I go out there and get the thing. No, I want to go out there and keep a thing. And the issue is many people want to get, but they're not legit enough to keep it. So anytime you want something, uh, uh, anytime you want something quick and you go out there and go get it and you're not developed in it, then you won't be able to steward it. So one of the reasons why people are impatient because they want instant gratification. Or entitlement. I'm entitled to this right now. I want it instant. Listen, do you know how long you have to, you know how long it takes for you to become a man of God? Do you know how long it takes for you to become a woman of God? Do you know how long it takes to build a wife, <clears throat> to build a husband, to build an, a man or woman of integrity, to build a family man, a, 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 a family woman, to build a ministry on integrity, right? You all of the major key components of life do not fall within the category of instant gratification period. Now, there's a difference between instant gratification versus intermittent gratification. Intermittent means delayed. Intermittent means um, 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 later, right? Like intermittent fasting. Like, like there's periods where I go without it, right? And so I don't want instant gratification. I want intermittent gratification. I want, or in other words, delayed gratification. I know for a fact that I rather enjoy it for the last 50 years of my life than to only enjoy life the first 30. Right. The issue is a lot of young people are playing the 30 year game. So they live their life up in their 20s. They live their life up until then when they get to 34, 35 and that midlife crisis become weighing on their shoulders. Then all of a sudden, the next 50 years of their life has to pay for the issues of their previous 30 or 20. But if you delay gratification and you get into growing and developing who you are and who you need to be, then when that gratification comes at its proper timing, you would get to enjoy it your latter years. The former years is to formulate you or to make you formative for the years that you want to be fruitful and to enjoy. And so if you always do instant gratification, then what happens <clears throat> when you burn all your bridges, burn up all your oil, and then when it's time to really be successful and really to enjoy your life, you know, spent up your, your youth, your youth is gone. Now you're old at 35, you're old at 40, and now you have to work for somebody else just to make it by. When you could have sacrificed, you could have waited on God trusted God's timing, developed yourself so that the latter would be greater than your former. That's what we want. The issue is people's former is better than their latter. That's not smart business. That's not smart living. The goal is I want to live my current life so that my former life will, will, will be beneficial to my latter life, right? Let's keep going. <clears throat> Excuse me. Another thing that causes people to be impatient insecurities 
People are insecure about themselves and, and they begin to envy others. They're insecure about themselves. So they, they have to have things right now. They become impatient and it comes from insecurities. Another one is indecisiveness. People are impatient because they don't know how to make proper decisions. Being a good decision maker is essential in life. That's a skill you have to have. You have to be a sound decision maker. But indecision is a decision, right? And some people become impatient <clears throat> because of indecision. Next point. Others increases and the norm. Why are people impatient? Because other people are increasing and you want to keep up with them and you want to outshine them and you want to outdo them. And so many people, they're other when other people increase, they got to increase. Nah, fam, let, let them enjoy because you don't even know how they got that increase, fam. You don't know how they got that money. You don't know how they got that job. You don't know how they got that position. You don't know who they had to bend over in front of. You don't know what uh, couch they had to do, whatever. on. You don't know what compromise they had to do just to have that thing in their life. See, fam, I'd rather go the quiet route, the peaceful route, the, 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 uh, the godly route and actually be a person of character to enjoy a thing, then to be caught up in the rat race of, of what well, well, she got it or he got it, and now I got to have it, and now I'm impatient because I'm the Lone Ranger, right? But the, the, the thing I learned about life is those who are last, last. I let the first be first. Go ahead, enjoy it so I can see the mistakes along the way. I let the first be first. Go ahead, get there. I don't mind being last because at least when I'm last, I'm able to look out and see the mistakes of others and learn from them. And then when it's my turn, I actually last because I learned. But people don't be, don't be, don't chase the people who do things first. Everyone talks about they want to be the first to have this, the first to have that. Usually when there's a first of something, there's a lot of defects with that thing. When you get something first, you mean when people get their, the first PlayStation when it first comes out, there's defects in the first because it's the first. But when you wait a little bit, not only does the price go down, but the product is better. Let's keep going. The reason why people are impatient because of increased burdens. And most of us, the reason why uh, the Bible says, God said, I will put no more on you than you are able to bear. The issue is we put more on ourselves than we're able to bear. Some of our poor decision making is increasing the burdens. And now we become impatient and impulsive and we want things immediately because I got to get this money. So you're impatient, not trusting God to be the equalizer, the great equalizer. No shout out. No shot to uh, uh, Denzel, but God's a great equalizer. Right. Like it doesn't like I tell people all the time, the best home is not with just a mom and a dad. The best home is any home that is allowing God to run it. Right. My single parent home was better than a lot of people's mom and dad home. Right. Because God equalizes. God balances it out. If the uh, the head of that house, whether mom or dad or whoever is causing or allowing God to leave. But some of us, we increased our burdens in our lives. We increased it. You see what I'm saying? We increased these burdens. Let's keep going for time's sake. Increased burdens. Why people are impatient? Ignorance. People just don't know. They don't know. They, they they fall into the market and they fall into advertisement. They're just ignorant. Therefore, they just like society says I can have it. So I'm going to go out there and get it. So ignorance. Next point, they're intrigued or curious. Intrigue or curiosity also leads to impatience. That's why the Bible says love not the world. Neither the things that are in the world. If any man or woman loves the world, the love of the father is not in them. For all that's in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye and the pride of life. Right. And those things are going to perish with the world. Right. So. But in order to love something, you have to be interested in it. You have to be intrigued by it. Do not allow influences to lead to intrigue. Do not allow curiosity to cause you to call to, to flood into certain situations causing your downfall. 
Last but not least, influence or short attention spans. What causes people to be impatient? The influence of society, the influence of culture. When you scroll through your social media feed, that's why you got to watch what you so what you allow to feed you through your social feeds. Because you're feeding ideologies, you're feeding influences into your soul, which would then boil in your heart impulsiveness that will lead to impatience, right? Which will lead to you being incompetent. We'll talk about that from a little bit later. But why are people impatient? Influence and short attention spans. This short attention span in our society is by design. Satan doesn't want us to be able to endure sound doctrine. Therefore, he speeds up society because you have to be sound in order to steward. You have to be sound. You have to be mature in order to manage. So what he does is speeds up life, causing people to get caught up in the current or the waves of culture, getting things before its proper time while still advertising to the previous generation about the, you should enjoy this. But it's interesting how society and culture will advertise the, the beginning of a thing, but never show you the end of a thing. So what they do is they show you the, the joys of sex. They show you the joys of, of sin. They show you the joys of sin. And it's intriguing. They put colors and marketing and sounds and music to it and it gets your attention. But they never add, talk to the people in prison. They never talk about talk to or interview the women who are tra traumatized by their abortions. They never talk about what happens after you uh, live certain lifestyles. They don't interview those people. They don't end. They interview the gatekeepers who are devil worshipers, embody demon demons inside of them that's uh, pushing the agenda, or they interview the people who feel persecuted by a group that makes them feel sorry. So those people that's being marketed to feel sorry for these individuals, and then these rights begin to be allocated to the individuals, but nobody ever interviews the end of a thing. Let's keep going. Next slide. Now, formula for impatience. Let's break this down. Being easily impressed leads to impulsiveness. Here's the formula for impatience. What causes impatience and what is the fruit of impatience, right? Uh, the formula for impatience is being easily impressed. Being easily impressed leads to impulsiveness. Impulsiveness by definition is just, uh, you just anxious, excited, impulsive, or, or react without thinking, right? So when a person is easily impressed, that's why I'm not impressed by a lot of people because I'm in awe of God. When you become in awe of God, it's hard to be impressed by people, fam. When you know God, nobody can really push you off the ledge, right? So people are easily impressed. When influences come their way, they become impulsive. They become, I got, I just anxious. I got to have it because they don't have no strong security in Christ. When you're secured in Christ, man, you're not easily impressed. Now, things may be impressive. But you're not easily impressed, which leads to impulses, which leads to impatience. Now, I, why don't I have it? I, I got to have it. Why do, uh, you, start, you start getting impatient, which then leads to incompetence. Incompetence, by definition, is not able to fulfill job requirements, not able to function well, incompetent, not able to function at a level expected. Now, when you get things too soon, now you prove incompetent. You prove that you're not able to manage it, which then leads to incompletions. The marriage is not completed. The friendships are not completed. The ministry falls off the cliff. Um, um, <clears throat> your purpose is never manifest. Because now during the whole 
10 decade years of impatience and impulsiveness and you uh, surround your life with all these different items and individuals and now you're surrounded by all these different consequences now it leaves your time stretched and full where you have no time to fulfill you have no time to pursue your purpose impatience is dangerous that's why the bible says let patience have her perfect work Patience, you got to let patience work on you because everything worth having in life requires patience. I, do you know how many times I'm blessed because of patience? Patience has a posture. Patience has an aura. Every time I'm in line, no matter how long the line is, because I'm smiling and I don't mind waiting because I know there's purpose in the wait. People understand there's purpose in the wait. God has purpose in you waiting because in waiting, there, there is something waiting on you or waiting on you, like waiting and serving you at the time. So while I'm being patient in lines or patient when I'm looking for parking spaces or patience just by uh, it being a disposition of mine, by it being a posture of mine, I get blessed. People recognize patience and they want to serve those individuals because of the posture they carry, right? So there's blessings in the waiting, right? So let's continue. So being easily impressed leads to impulsiveness, which leads to impatience, which leads to incompetence, which leads to incompletions. What's being incompleted in your life right now due to your impulsiveness or impatience? Are you easily impressed by things? Nothing in this world is impressive. No, no, no. Nothing in this world should impress you so much that it sets you up to be depressed. Now, next uh, formula is this. Desires minus D squared or devotion and discipline equals delays and or depression. Desires minus devotion and discipline equals delays and or depression. You may have desire, like the, like the Bible verse says, desires without knowledge leads to no good, right? So you can have desires, but without devotion to God and a commitment to God and becoming a disciple of God and acquiring within your repertoire, disciplines, your, your purpose or destiny will be delayed. Whatever you want will be delayed by God. Now, you can get it without God, but I only want what God has for me. And I don't want those things to be delayed, nor do I want to set myself up for depression. Unfortunately, a lot of people forget that overly being overly impressed can lead to you being depressed because when you put your dependence on things that move and you put your devotion in things that are not sturdy enough for the full duration of life then when that thing or that rug is removed up under you you fall into deep dark emotions you go from you bypass sadness right into anger or depression. You bypass anger into uncontrollable emotions. And what happens is when you put your all your eggs in earthly baskets and you wonder why your eggs are cracked, then all of a sudden you're scrambled. Let's keep going. Let's go to uh, desires plus devotion and discipline equals destiny fulfilled. So it's nothing wrong with desiring a marriage. There's nothing wrong with desiring success. There's nothing wrong with desiring things. But desires left alone, without wisdom, without knowledge, without discipline and commitment to God and trusting him, your destiny won't be fulfilled. Let's keep going. Next one. This all came from just my studies today. Now, how to become more patient. Now, how do we become more patient? M-O-R-E, real quickly. How do we become more patient? M, you got to make yourself wait and build your weight muscles. Right now, the weight of life right now is trying to teach you how to wait. 
Sometimes there's a weight on us that's trying to keep us here. <laughs> here is a burden that God has placed as a weight on your shoulders to keep you in this place so that you won't easily move, so that this season can teach you how to wait. Sit here. I'm going to put this weight on you so that you can learn how to sit. Stop standing. Stop running. Stop walking. Sit for a while. Still your life. Silence your life. Make your spirit more sensitive, right? Make yourself wait. How to become more patient? That's discipline. I got to make myself wait. No, I'm going to make myself wait. I'm going to make myself wait. When it, when it comes to at a restaurant, I'm going to make myself wait. I'm not just going to be impatient. I'm going to make myself wait. I'm going to enjoy the waiting period because sometimes we so focus on what we're waiting for, we miss who's wait or what is waiting on us. In other words, serving us. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Wait in that in that verse can mean waiting on God for sure. But I also look as a, as a double entendre that those that wait on God, those who serve God, those who say, God, how do you like your coffee? God, how do you like your tea? What would you like this morning? I'm here to serve you. I'm not looking for a tip. I'm not looking to be paid. I'm just here to serve you, God. And they, those who wait upon him serve. Because when was the last time your strength was renewed? Like an eagle. When was the last time that you was renewed and in a, 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 a vibrant in doing something by sitting? No, you are uh, 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 empowered, emboldened, encouraged, excited by service. So you got to make yourself wait. Build your weight muscle. Sometimes you got to say, you know what? Yes, it's taking longer than not, uh, normal. So I'm going to wait. I'm going to build my weight muscle. Sit there and, and, and let the, you know why we live in such a microwave society? You know, the best meals are cooked. Start using crock pot. Start waiting an extra hour. Start, start waiting. Build that waiting muscle because if you're single right now, you better learn how to wait. You got to learn how to be patient because when you get married, you got your patience has to be strong. The issue is people's patience, tolerance level, people's long suffering ain't long enough. One of the fruit, one of the contributing factors of the fruit of the spirit is long suffering. It's going to be impossible for you to suffer long in a marriage if you can't suffer through singleness. It's going to be hard for you to suffer long for children and parent well if you can't suffer long in a marriage. It's going to be very hard for you to, to be successful in anything if you're not a suffer long. You have to have a long fuse and empathy is what causes a long fuse. Understanding is what causes a long fuse. Knowledge is what causes a long fuse. Understanding God is what causes you to be able to suffer long, right? So allow yourself to have a longer fuse instead of being a person that refuses to wait, right? So you got to make yourself wait and build your weight muscle because you're going to need that weight muscle. You're going to need that patience for the next platform. How to become more patient? Oh, stop comparing yourself to others. How to become more patient? Stop comparing yourself to others. Because most people are speeding. They'll get a ticket eventually. They'll get an accident eventually. You go to speed limit. Actually, you don't even don't even drive. Let God drive. You know what I'm saying? Let God uh, let God have the wheel, and you become the four wheels. We want God to be our four wheels. We want God to be our Michelin. Now, God was supposed to be the steering wheel, not the Michelin tires. We like to make God our mission tired. Just get me where I gotta go, and I'll, I'll, I'll you, I'll drive you, God. God, I'm going here. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go, date him. I don't care. You are gonna make it happen. I'm gonna go. You are gonna make it. No, 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 no. God was not meant to be Michelin. God was meant to be the main steering. Right? He was supposed to be the main person in the main seat steering us throughout life, and we're just supposed to enjoy the process. Let's keep going. 
Stop comparing yourself to others. Comparison is the thief of joy. We must stop comparing ourselves to others. That's how we become more patient, knowing that God is writing a billion books at the same time. God is the author of a billion plus books, seven billion books right now he's the author of. Right? He's writing the story. So your story is different than theirs. Or some people, or God is wanting, let's make it very clear, God is wanting to be the author of seven billion books, but most people are letting the devil be the author. So many people are letting themselves be the author. But the people that God, who trust God to author their life, the Bible talks about, um, he's the author and the finisher of our faith. So those who are allowing God to write us as an epistle, we got to trust that he's writing our unique story. So I'm going to let him have the pen. All right. So how to become more patient? Stop comparing yourself to others or work on what is required of you right now and release what you can't control to God. How to become more patient? Work on what is required of you right now. God has something for you to do right now. God has something for me to do right now. And then that will distract you. From being impressed by influences and other people's increases. That would then slow your emotions down, slow your feelings down, where you're able to flood with God and rock with God and follow God faithfully. But what is God wanting you to do right now? It's hard to know what God wants you to is is requiring you to do right now if you're not in relationship with Him. So work on what is required of you right now, because what is required of you right now will uh, will develop the the abilities, the skill sets, the tools in your toolbox for you to fix the problems and be able to outlast problems in the future. Also, you must release what you can't control to God. I can't control tomorrow. So why am I going to be impatient about something? Because I rather have something that lasts than for something to only be in my past. See, the issue is many of us are burning our present for things that will only be uh, in our past. I don't want things to pass me by. I want things to last me by. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? Last. I want things that last. I don't want things that pass. And many of us, our patterns, our thought processes, our, our, our personas, our postures, it's causing us to be so impatient that 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 marriage, which could have lasted 50 years, which could have lasted 60 years, only lasts four or five. And now it becomes a, a marker in your past. And then now you don't got this or that in your life. And now it's hard to find somebody that wants you and your two kids, that wants you and your three baby mamas. Not too many people have the patience or the ability or it's called to that type of ministry. Now, don't get me wrong. God can redeem the time. So I'm not knocking those out there. But for those who are listening without those consequences, think on these things, chew on these things. Right. But for those who have that as their narrative, God can redeem the time. I'm not sitting there saying that there's no hope for you. But what I'm saying is you still got to release that control to God, release that and, and live a little bit in reality and trust that God can redeem the time. Don't get me wrong with that. But you got to release what you can't control to God. I can't control tomorrow. I can't control much of anything, so I'm going to let him control it. E, enter and engage God's joy. I love the word enjoy. E, enjoy. Enjoy is entering God's joy. The Bible says, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will choose to rejoice and be glad in it. Most of us, the reason why we're not rejoicing and maximizing and making our days productive is because we're looking too far into tomorrow. We're peering over too far in tomorrow. And that destroys a lot of us. God's joy is here. 
God's joy today is not here to strengthen you for tomorrow. God's joy today is for you to engage and enter it and enjoy him now because joy comes from contentment. Contentment comes from clarity. Clarity comes from communion with God, right? So enter and engage God's joy today and entrust tomorrow to God. You'll be more patient because you know he's got, he, nothing can mess up God's plan for you. If you just simply just say, you know what, I'm just going to chill. That doesn't mean you get lazy. doesn't mean you get complacent. It just says, R, work on what is required for you right now. And then in life, you will be like, I'm, I'm becoming more patient because I know who's in control. I, patience is one of the things that God has really birthed in me. And I can teach this from experience. I used to be very impatient. I was very ambitious. I wanted money. I wanted money now. I wanted success and I want success now until I realized that I was burning my oil and until I realized that I'm chosen by God. And if and if I really want to bear the fruit of God, I got to do things God's way. And I learned that, man. Now I'm not in a rush. I'm really not. You talk like it's a miracle right now for me not to be doing my ministry that I did five years ago. It is a miracle. Josh, five years ago. Would have never thought that he'll be serving at his church. Would have never thought, don't get me wrong, I was serving my church, but we never thought that I would completely not be doing unplugged locally, not pursuing no campus ministries, not pursuing no all these different things. And be like, who would have thought? I'm telling you, it's a miracle. It's a miracle for me not to have anxiety. It's a miracle for me not to be trying to look up gimmicks and marketing strategies to try to make my name great, to make my ministry big. It is a miracle. Now I go with the flow of God. God, however long, I don't care because all that stuff is overrated. All that stuff is X-rated. It's overrated. It's not even worth being uh, amused about, right? And so now I go with the flow of God. Patience is a part of my life. I'm not pressed about a house. I'm not pressed on a house that my wife wants. That house will be built. I'm not worried about what tomorrow holds because I know who holds me now. In order for me to hold, in order for me to hold something down, I must be held up. And that's why I don't mind being patient. I don't mind waiting because I realize when you wait, it's a blessing, man. And what I don't want to happen for you all is that 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 you wish you had waited. Some of you all wish you had waited, but I'm glad God can redeem the time. Wait now. And for those who don't have a bunch of consequences around them, let patience have a perfect work. Because there's a lot of people that wish they have waited. And now people who wish they have waited, they got lives full of soul ties. What lies? Lives full of lies. Lives full of, full of baggage and abuses and all this different stuff. When they, all they could have done was trusted God and waiting on him. I pray this message was a blessing to you. For those who just joined me now, let me go ahead and pull this verse up so that we can so you can see what the uh, the verse was. I was reading it today. Today is April the 19th and this verse stuck on me. I couldn't get past verse two or three. And I don't know what I did with the paper. Let me see if I can find the paper. Here's the paper of notes. Let me show you this. Here's the paper of notes from that one verse. All that came from that one verse. And 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 I, I got stuck. So the verse was this desire without knowledge is not good. Just because you have desire, you cannot expect it to birth anything worthwhile without discipline, because without knowledge and understanding and wisdom, it's not good. The Bible says they that delight themselves in the Lord, he'll give them desires their heart. That's real, fam. 
But people think, oh, because I love God, he, he owes me my desire. No, no, no. When you delight in him and you're not and you're not afraid to go in into delight and allow your heart to actually delight in him, your desires become his desires. Your desires become more whole. Right? Desire without knowledge is not good. And whoever makes haste with his or her feet misses his way. There's a way God has for you. But when you make haste your feet, you run to that marriage, you run to that man, you run to that woman, you run to that opportunity, run, 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 versus rest, 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 rest. Run, 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 versus rest, 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 rest. Then you miss your way. Verse three says, when a man's folly brings his way to ruin. It's crazy how people, their own folly brings their way to ruin. His heart rages against the Lord. I felt when, when my, when my, Ministry was not up to par for what my expectation. I was mad at God. My heart was raging against God. And so many people's hearts are raging towards God because their best friends getting married this summer. Their other friend got married last week. Their heart is raging against the Lord when they all they got to do is look in the mirror and say, my folly is what got me here. Adam and Eve couldn't get mad at God because they was out of Eden. They could only look at themselves. And when we start looking at the mirror and realize that we are not molded to the ability to manage, then we will shut up our prayers from begging God for stuff for instead proving to God that we're ready for it. So turn your waiting room into a working room. Work what you need to work on now so that you can have what you want to have later. Thank y'all so much for watching. Make sure you like, share, comment, subscribe. I hope this message was a blessing to you all. Make sure you check out the links below. Um, we got books like uh, my latest book, which will be a good one for you all. Counterfeit or Counterpart, How to Continue to Discern the Will of God in Every Area of Your Life. And those books and card games are available on IamUnplugged.com. I have this book on Soul Ties, The Purpose of Freedom. Got this book for all my singles out there, The Purpose of Singleness. Also got this book called Dating Prep and more. Also, make sure you check out my Patreon for those who want me as a one-on-one -on -one coach. You want me to coach you or have some access to some level of coaching from me, make sure you go to patreon.com, type in Joshua Ezzy, and however you are able to connect with me as I uh, provide and create more resources, hit the link below. And, and that's $8 marker, 25, 35, 50, 125. Each purpose gives you something a little different, um, but you're going to get access to some level of coaching from me. And if you want a little bit more one-on-one, -on -one, uh, uh, hit me up over there. I would love to serve you all. I'm going to check the comments, see who anyone said. This is incredible. Thank you, coach. God bless you. This was good. I needed this. I'm so glad. So good. Uh, good work, man. Thank y'all so much. Um, yes, he has given me. I'm so glad he gave you sweet West. rest, uh, sugar mama. And uh, this is such a great word. Can't wait for this live to be over so I can go back to the beginning. No problem, Olivia. I'm going to end it right now for you. I love y'all. Y'all be blessed. I'll see y'all next time. Peace.